This is Marky Mark Markellis from Soul Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Are we ready, or are we going to keep typing? Sorry, I'm good. Uh, are you? No. Okay. <sighs> but go ahead. <laughs> Don't step on my intro again. <laughs> I, can, I can see it. I can see it all over your face. I don't know what you're talking about. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people, right? You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotion. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's written that one too. with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> 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 Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> But Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's my time. Uh, how do you measure success? Hey, everyone. You're listening to Superhero Speak. And I'm your host, Dave. And John. JD here. Ah, ah you woke up. Good. Barely. Good. So now, the uh, email said we are not a political podcast. So let's start <laughs> with the Christian faith. <laughs> Going, ripping that wound right open right away. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was literally the headline of the email today. Uh, yes. Wow. I thought we I thought you got it all out in our conversation earlier, John. <laughs> Never? Never. Uh, I'm a I am a political animal. Look, we'll see. As of right now, it looks like we have a new president, but we'll we'll see. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Like I said, I'm willing to talk religion if you'd like. Okay. All right. Uh, so Satanists, what's the deal? Oh, sorry. <laughs> How are you, John? What is new in your world? Eh, not much, really. I'm just, uh, I don't know, just uh, trying to burn off all of my uh, time off for work before the end of the year because somebody oh, yeah. away. And uh, otherwise, uh, I've actually started pulling out all because because of this, I started pulling out all of the long boxes of comics I've got. I have a lot more than I thought I did. <laughs> I thought I'd left some some at my mother's house, and I haven't. Or if I have, then I have way more than I thought I did. So uh, yeah, like um, you know, tomorrow or the next day, we could probably pick another comic, and you know, uh, it, it's my my interests go all, all over the place though. So you know, you guys might. We will not be discussing. <laughs> we will not be discussing the Marvel swimsuit issue, though. No, no, no. But there is a comic, and I can't remember the name of it. That was rated R that I used to that I used to read. I forget. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't image or anything. I don't know what imprint it was. I'll have to go find it. I know I've got copies of it downstairs. I know the, uh, I know the Nightmare on Elm Street comics were. No, this was a superhero comic. Huh. Um, it was just. It was one of those ones where, like, I picked it off a shelf. 
um, this, and I, I was, I was like 21 when I got this one and, and, you know, you're reading through it and all of a sudden, Hey, there's nudity. What the hell? <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that in a comic shop. So, but anyway, you know, otherwise, you know, eh, eh, you know, just, just dealing with the fact that, uh, you know, well, election stuff and, uh, hoping that Pfizer is correct and not pulling our legs about the, um, you know, how well they're, so, they're trying so here's, my, going. here's my question then on all seriousness, right? Because they're saying what, 93% Nin- effect? 90% last 90, I heard. Yeah, so, so really high success rate, which is interesting uh, in itself. But then it's like they want an emergency, uh, get it passed through quickly. You know, yeah, here's the, here's the problem. Who yeah, did I the do. study? How large was the study? Who who was was their independent? I'm not, um, it's, not it, peer was there, it's not peer reviewed yet. Yeah, exactly. So and and, and you got to remember that yeah they can file an emergency, um, what do you call it, acceleration in in the FDA, but Trump got now, rid of all the regulation in the FDA for this. So well, well, like, I mean, there's again, no protections. They, so they did do that with the um, the H1N1 vi- uh, vaccine. Right, but back then they had all the regulations stating they had to meet certain requirements, and all those regulations are gone now. So it could it could like, you know, kill one percent of the people that take it, and the regulations. So that's is, the question. That's not acceptable. It's not, that's, it's that's not there the anymore. That's so, the question. Are you? Would you be in that first round of people to get the vaccine? I think I think JD and I would be in the same thing if if it gets peer reviewed and like you know the scientific community says this is good and Fauci's like, go for it, then yeah, I'd, I'd be all for it. Fauci says it looks good. He came out today and said, hello. Yeah. He says, okay. This. Yeah. All right. That, told, so, that, made, that meant a big difference to me, man. Yeah. No, like, that does. You're right. If he's on board, I'm on board. I mean, like I trust that guy. Like I yeah. said, I want, I want to coach wrestling in April. So yeah. whatever it takes to get this back. Well, I'm good. just remember that this, this particular type of vaccination First off, it requires uh, refrigeration down to, I think, 90 degrees below zero or something crazy like that. And it and it and you have to take it twice um, a couple of months apart for it to be fully effective. It's it's like there's two two types of vaccinations and this is like the harder one. Yeah. So, so like distributing it, distributing it is going to be hard. Because not every like your average CVS doesn't have a, a freezer that can, you know, no, this that is can probably, store this. You're going to probably have to go to your doctor's office for this. Yeah. Or, well, the best thing would be like um, by, well, even even regular doctor's office don't have the facilities to store, you know, a large amount of these, if if any at all, because of the requirements for refrigeration. But, you know, it, it, once Biden's installed, they'll probably like, you know, if, if this gets approved they'll just have buses going around with refrigeration units and you know yeah i'm not i'm not going to get a shot off of a bus um yeah, I, that's a question i mean like i don't know if if it's peer-reviewed and it's good to go like because yeah. I, I trust i trust peer reviews i trust studies there's always when it comes to a new vaccine there's always going to be something am i on mute oh you're whispering no, you're oh so i'm 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 not willing to be a guinea pig but I'll go first round if it's looking safe. Yeah, well, if it gets peer reviewed and the and the study's large enough, then you know that's pretty good. Hey, you want to come in the back of my bus and get a vaccine? Come no, on, stop. You know come what on. I? You come know, on, children. You know oh, wait, what I what? mean. 
They have they have mobile testing stations. They can have mobile. They've had yes. mobile. I, I, I've worked for companies that have mobile before. testing stations. I would never step foot in one. All right. Uh, how okay. are you? How are you, JD? Oh, I'm pretty good actually. Uh, Apparently, going through withdrawal of, uh, of of wrestling. No, no, actually yes. not. I'm good. Now that we know we have a plan, I'm okay. Like, yeah, it's that's good. true. I'm fine. Like it's I get a nice little. I get my I get Christmas off. I've never had Christmas off. Oh wow. So this is fantastic for me. Like I know a bunch of the community are not happy, but I'm ecstatic. I think this is great. We'll get an abbreviated season, but I haven't had an abbreviated season ever. So I'm enjoying my break. Um, last week I spent the week watching more cable news than I probably have in the last, oh, two decades. So I did not get as much work done. So I sat down to do some novel writing yesterday and I went, how the hell does this book go again? <laughs> so I had to go back into my notes and figure out what the hell I was doing a week ago. And then uh, today I released uh, probably the best piece of content writing I've ever done for Fightful Media. I got to do a profile on a senior level uh, Greco-Roman athlete by the name of Joe Rao, who uh, just a remarkable story about, you know, really triumph over adversity and like trying, like triumph of the human spirit type of stuff. I'm really happy with how it turned out. We just put that out today. So uh, really happy with that fightfulmedia.com. So. Or excuse me, fightgamemedia.com. I don't write <laughs> and, for I don't write for Fightful. I'm, and yeah, up- I was gonna say, wait. Fight game, fight game. <laughs> an upbeat story in fired. this day and age? Uh, well, not all upbeat, but I mean like it's uh it's good. It's like, you know, ups and downs and the life of, of a of an amateur athlete and how they're actually quite professional, but how at the same time it's it's a very difficult existence. So it's pretty mm-hmm. good stuff. I'm really proud of it. Yeah. How are you, Dave? I am doing okay. How's that? Does that sound good? Uh, I was yeah. very convincing. I, I totally bought it. Well, it's funny because you mentioned the vacation thing, and it was like my boss has been hounding all of us. Oh, make sure you get all your vacation at the end of the time to- at the end of the year. And I'm like, I realized I didn't take any vacation this year, and I can only bring a week over. So it's like, uh oh. So I've been taking the last week of the year off. But good for you, well, staycation. Yes, exactly. Um, I'll have to see what I'm going to do because I didn't tell you guys this this last week, but my daughter is driving me nuts. Um, like, like I understand people being afraid of the the virus and uh, and being careful, but she wants me to self quarantine for ten days before I go over. So I had to do that before Halloween, and now I have to do it again for Thanksgiving. And I was hoping to spend time there at Christmas, but I don't know if I'll be able to do it a third time. Uh, come on, vaccine. <laughs> My sister just got married the other day. Came home with the COVID. They went to Vegas. Oh, ma'am. Yeah. So, you know, well, still, still a thing. I know some somebody, people thought it would disappear after next Tuesday, last Tuesday, but that that has not happened. Somebody didn't check their wedding registry, huh? I'm not sure when it happened. It could have been a lot of things, but you know, I'm a little little concerned for her right now. She's got a lot of health issues, but it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is why I am I am just full on hermit. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Wait, I thought that's because you didn't like people. Well, that too. That oh, helps okay. a lot. You Works know? out well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a complete introvert, so you know, they keep asking me at work. When do you want to go to the office? Like, what office? I don't remember any office. Why? <laughs> Why go to the office? Right. Um, yes, actually, too. Like, I'm pretty sure I had it, so I don't know. But that's a whole other story. Like, I, I had all the symptoms. I was near somebody who had it. When? Uh, April. No, a bit about the time. Yes, it was my uh, uh, 
I, I, I talked about this on the show. My mother-in-law passed away. Yeah, I remember. And uh, mm. um, I remember I, not long after that, I was kind of cough for a couple of days. Nothing serious, but it went away. Um, ha, you know, I had a lot of the other symptoms as well. I found out like a month and a half ago that my goddaughter, who was at the funeral, who I hugged a couple of times, had it. She knew she had it while she was there. Oh, that's shitty. So, oh boy. So yeah, but I, I forgive her. For, I weep for the human race sometimes. <laughs> and it's not like she's a kid, you know. She's uh, thirty now. So, yeah. Uh, well, compared to us, she's still a kid. Well, well true. that's true. They're the age responsible for the most spread. Like I've mm. talked to a couple kids that I coach that are now in college. Like two, I got two kids. I got five kids wrestling in college right now. I want to say four of them have had it. Yeah. And it, wow. Because uh, kids think they're indestructible. Yeah, exactly. Then, um, then they get lectured by the old man, and they're like, mm. "So, so, hmm. so the good thing that happened this past week, maybe I'll get your guys' opinion. Are you caught up on the Mandalorian? No, no, I missed it. I forgot till last night, and I didn't have time to watch it today. So I'm going to do a double yes. feature on Saturday, on, uh, Friday. Genocide is so much fun to watch. <laughs> you guys want to? I can I can check out for a minute if you guys want to talk about it. No, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean that won't tell you anything. You have to no, watch it to figure no, it out. No, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, Good I'm not going to say anything. What? Good, interesting, or bad? Interesting. Um, there is controversy. I hear people are bitching a little bit this time around. Yeah, it, it's um, I'm trying to. I feel like they teach something major at the end of the first episode. Yeah, both of them. But they didn't pay off on it at all yet, and it's well, like. They're not going to. That's that's. I know, but it's going. it's it's so frustrating. It's like, uh, well, there's also people who are complaining because of uh, the end of the first season with the black saber and, uh, and dark saber, yeah, dark saber and what's his face. Um, yeah, they haven't paid up uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like, yeah, they'll get there, but it's another one that they're not going to. They can get there when they want to get there. You know, it's like, going to be a slow burn, I think, and that's, that's what's frustrating. That's fine. I mean, I gotta, we don't need to have everything thrown at us at once. Like, tell me a story. Like, I don't mind this kind of thing. Uh, I want it all now. I'm impatient. <laughs> so, what do you... Uh, just, I'll put it out to our audience. Are you guys watching it? What did you think of the second episode? And uh, um, are you just itching to see Boba Fett? So, Are you just itching? <laughs> In which case, go see a doctor. I was going to say. You need a topical cream. Did, did, you, did you sleep with any uh, strange people? Like, yeah, be careful. Um, I, okay, that went right off the rails. Uh, moving on. Um, so let's talk a little social media madness. Okay. Well, I'll go the, back to that. Bad you asked for this, John. That's, that's <laughs> it's my fault. Uh, all right. All right. Before we get to the social media madness. So if you want to be shouted out on the air, Make sure you give us a review over on um, Apple Podcasts or think they can do it on Spotify and Stitcher as well. And we will shout you out on the air. Or send us $1 attached to a copy of Spider-Man number one and send it to (laughs) Superhero Speak. To the Patreon. Those those five-star reviews come in handy. We need them to help the algorithm, help grow the show. Please uh, please be uh, very generous with them. We deserve five stars. We're entertaining you for the better part of an hour. Shows yes. an hour and a half. We entertain for the better part of an hour. So, <laughs> Maybe 15 so, minutes. So so that's all we ask. Give us some five stars. Be generous. All right. All right. After these messages, we'll 
be right back. All right, all right. On the social media. So we had talked about uh, David Hasselhoff voicing the one and only Superman in an upcoming animated uh, DC feature. And uh, we had Rob Foster said, that is the best item in the current news cycle. Okay. <laughs> that was very, on no- it's very general. That was on November 9th. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, and the Grill Brain podcast uh, said, as long as he sings on uh, in German, I am fine with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he can sing. He can sing, especially in German. Yeah. That's, he was big in Germany. Yeah. yeah, I know. He was big in the European circuit. Never made it in the U.S. Wonder why. Because in America, we can't separate. Uh, we can't let entertainers switch uh, genres. That's true. This is a hard time for people. Yeah, there's a lot to that. Depends on the entertainer, but yeah. I mean, yeah, most people very... kind of make it in one. They kind of they kind of force you to stay in that lane here in this country. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, there's very few that are, are you know, triple threats, as they say. Um, then uh, we had also talked about, of course, John's favorite news, that uh, Michael B. Jordan will be producing a static shock movie for DC. I cannot wait. Uh, to which the Gorilla Brain podcast responded to this, said, I'd watch a Bruce Lee biop starring Michael B. Jordan because anything he's what? in is gold. Yes, even Spawn. Um, he's, he's, he's making a joke saying that Michael B. Jordan could do anything and it would be good. First of all, Spawn is an all-time classic property and Michael B. Jordan would be perfect to be in Spawn. Hmm. Second, don't talk bad about Spawn. <laughs> what about Bruce Lee? Well, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, it can't be worse than that crap Quentin Tarantino put out a couple years ago. Uh, that's true, but uh, I don't. Oh, uh, I don't think the Jamie Fox Spawn movie is getting made. No, it's not. Yeah, Todd McFarlane has been talking about a new Spawn since the last Spawn came out when I was in high school, and it's not. <laughs> we're not any closer to that happening. No, no, we're not. One day, maybe. Got to get that fifth uh, Spider-Man reboot out first, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, we also talked about Oscar Isaacs getting cast as Moon Knight. Uh, so which JVD of the Crossover Collision podcast said, I, I think I think Oscar Isaac will do the role justice by my... But my issue is his age. With new characters to the MCU, would you think Marvel would cast younger for a long-term investment? It makes me question how much stock Marvel is putting into Moon Knight as a key character in the future. Moon Knight wears a giant hood. Anyone can be under that giant hood. Exactly. Like, it all matters. Like, Mark Spector needs a good actor to portray him. Robert Downey Jr. is older than Oscar Isaacs. This is true. And he was Iron Man, and the world wept for him. Literally, literally wept for him. Yep. Yep. So um, That scene still gets me. Oh, how can I not? Mm. And then 8-Bit Ray again from the Girl of Brain podcast chimed in. Uh, he played a great Ivan Ooze, so the world is his oyster. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, the world, the world has was, forgotten. I know, but, like, if you want a really cheesy performance, he was it, that was just brilliant. The end of um, Days of Future Past, where they do the Ensabaner thing, I was so excited to get Apocalypse in a movie. Then they gave us that. Yeah. Uh. That was not <laughs> good. Yeah. No, no. 
Yeah, I still don't. I don't understand what they were thinking. They could have just done a CG apocalypse. They should well, have they, done a CG apocalypse. They had the right guy to play him. Just do a voiceover. Do what they did with freaking uh, uh Thanos. Well, at least they made yeah. it up with Dark Phoenix. Chirp, 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 chirp. And then uh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> we had talked about uh, JD's favorite topic, uh, the Snyder Cut, and Jared oh. Leto, Joker, joining the Snyder Cut. And uh, we had some replies on this. Uh, Kill Switch said, like 12 people liked Leto Joker. Yeah. Not his fault that it was not the Joker. Get We get Psycho Joker back in the 90s, grudge metal rock Joker or whatever was going on there. See, they're wrong. He's not a 90s grunge rock. I thought it was nothing like 90s grunge, whatever. What yeah. he looks like is he looks like a young rapper. He looks like Takeshi 6 9 or something like that or post Yeah. Yeah, that's why I affectionately called him Little Joker on this show. Yes, right, right down to the grill, right? Right, like it's a he looks like a terror, like a rapper, like that's, that's what they look like. And the young, the youngins, the young rappers to these days expect him to confront Batman and say, "Kiss the ice, dog." No, I didn't actually. <laughs> but and then John Taloni said, "Can we just call an end to the trash fire that is the DCU? Keep Cavill and Godot, toss out." the Patterson footage and get a new Batman. Ooh. Grant Gustin as the Flash. Lord, he has earned it. Amel oh. as Green Arrow and do, and do a new Justice League. Call it Earth 2 if you have to. So we've seen like three minutes of what Robert Pattinson has done as Batman and the vast majority of people seem to be okay with it. Yeah, that, and it's not enough to really make any kind of judgment call, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, that is all the social media madness for the week. Thank God. <laughs> Keep it up and I'll get you more. Hey, I'm, so, like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so, so here is our good friend D Square to tell, how, tell you how you can be part of social media madness. D Square! Enjoying the show? Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Oh, thank you, Don. Um, apparently, JD misses you. He's <laughs> got <laughs> so, a great podcast of his own. Yes. You'll make a level nerds. Make a level nerds podcast available on Twitch and YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. You should definitely check him out. And uh, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages. 
messages. We'll be right back. All right. All right. All right. We're back. Um, I realized on the email that I had one of my news stories up at the top uh, in the social media madness section. And since we just talked about Jarrett Leto and the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll lead with this. Um, I feel like this has become a Snyder Cut podcast, and I'm not quite sure how it happened. I, I know. You're sounding, you're, you're very, you sound very far away, J.D. Um, That's because i got to get closer to my microphone. I was adjusting. Huh? I wear headbands now because my hair is too long because you <laughs> my face, so now I have to wear like a bandana in front of my... In front of my or you could get a haircut, you hippie. No, not till it hits. I made a deal with one of the kids that uh, I said season starts in, in April. Well, the state quote unquote state tournament in June. He wins it. I'm going to have long hair and I will I will cut a mullet for one day. You still sound far away. How long is your hair? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. That's a good one, John. That's a good one. I'm, I'm shocked. Um, oh, but yes, no, no. JD's right though. It's like I, this. The, this this Snyder cut thing is becoming. I mean, this is going to be like because a cu- cultural touchstone if it, if if whoa, it keeps whoa, up. Whoa, 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 whoa! Cultural <laughs> touchstone. That's I, I didn't say there. a good one. <laughs> you know, this could be this 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 could be. You know, like okay, no, it can't be good, but it it could turn out to be another the room or something like that. I mean, just so bad disaster is what it's going to be. But that's yeah. okay. That's why we're here. But I was okay. First off, there isn't much going on nerd news wise anyway yeah but when i saw this i was like i knew like i've seen the articles of who who's been added and whatnot and i didn't realize how many there were that's why i kind of wanted to bring it up so first of course we had the joker uh played by Jarrett leto um which again i don't know why because he wasn't even like he was in it was cut um dark side of course played by ray porter god um does he sit does he just sit in a throne for the whole cut Sure. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, the CG that we saw so far was horrible. So mm. uh, for him, uh, Desaad played by Peter Guinness, which how yeah, cool would it be if they had Alec Guinness play Desaad? <laughs> <laughs> that would uh, that would you know if it were Marvel, it would be possible. But DC just like they can't even handle a mustache. I don't know how they'd handle a dead person. <laughs> um, I just thought it was weird, like because I don't remember them talking about him as a character that got cut, you know? So it's kind of like, he is a character who should be like the fact that they, they went new. It's so weird. They went new gods and throw out Steppenwolf. And it's like, well, that's what, that's my whole thing. They've already had Steppenwolf. Why do you have to add to Sod? I just, I don't know. Sod's a much better character. Like if you should have had to have like some kind of a human touch on, you should have had, you know, a glorious Godfrey or G Gordon Godfrey, you know, like there's a lot of things they could have done, but didn't. All right. All right. This, I think, ups the ante for the Snyder Cut. Uh, I can't say the name. Nudius Volko? He's in Aquaman. He was in Aquaman, played by William Defoe. I mean, come on. William Defoe in anything. Yeah, he's great. No, he's great. See, there you go. Just JD just bought his ticket. Uh, Are they going to add a fifth hour onto this thing? I mean, They're going to have to. There's too many damn dudes for four hours. Yeah. Uh, Of course, we have The Atom being played by Ryan Zhang, which... We have no idea for this because, uh, but apparently he was in the original cut and was taken out. So it doesn't, it, you know what? I don't think I've mentioned this before, but like none of this matters if they are going to keep the parts of where on Themyscira they have all of the Amazons dressed in bikini armor. They will. Zack Snyder. 
I know. And, and that's, and that is like, and it, you know, it's just indicative of the problem that Zack Snyder is just going to ruin this, no matter how many, how much talent they throw into it, how many cameos, you know, it's just, they could have the entire cast of star Wars walk behind in one scene and it wouldn't matter because it's just the whole well, thing's just going to be crap. Right. Cause then you start getting, you start getting to, to characters like uh, Eleanor stone um, played by Karen Bison. It's like, how how much was she really in it? You know, are they going to be adding more scenes with her? Well, they're just, they're, I mean, um, Iris West played by Kiersey Clemens. Like we saw the scene where Barry runs into her, you know, knocks her over and it's like, okay, but are we going to have an Iris Barry love story in this? Oh, or is it just like he meets probably, her? Yeah. That's probably it. Like same with cyborg's mom. Like that's what you've seen is probably what's going back in the movie. Like they're not going to have character arcs. They can't. Uh, Ten episodes. Harry Lennox as Martian Manhunter. How do you? What are you going to? How do you add Martian Manhunter and he's not one of the main characters? Exactly. And because Jeff Johns is just. You're still very far away, JD. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to talk. I can hear you. It's just like it's just you sound like far away. Is it? Is it your mic's not plugged in properly? Take the hair away from in front of your face. (laughs) (laughs) You guys continue. I'll be back. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, um, no, but it's exactly like you're not going to get story arcs for any of these characters. So you're kind of ruining some of these major characters. And the other thing was with the, the John Jones thing, it's like, um, it's the Colonel from uh, man of steel. He played the Colonel and his, his name tag said John Jones. So everyone's like, Oh, it's Martian Manhunter, but it's not Martian Manhunter's storyline. First off, exactly. But two, like, um, is he playing Martian Manhunter or is he just going to be the same colonel that he was in Man of Steel to tie them together? You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about this because I don't know. They're saying four hours was the last I heard. Uh, hmm. I think it's going to become a, a television series. It is a television series. It's a four episode television series. Yeah, I don't know. Well, well yeah, again, like. And this is going on HBO Max, right? I think we talked yes. about that. Right? I, I mean, there's a couple of things on HBO Max that I that I actually want to watch. I I am getting to the point where I'll, I will be forced to get a, a month of it just to check it out. And uh, you know, I, I will watch Snyder Cut at least until I decide whether it's interesting or I just can't go on. <laughs> I mean, like me and I mean, the boys. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least I made it to the end of the second season of The Boys, but you know, because it was the first, the first uh, season of that was interesting. But we're talking like a four-hour, you know, supercut of of Justice League that nobody liked to begin with. It's just, I mean, you know, JD, are you gonna watch it or are you just gonna? Well, we talk. We're gonna talk about it on the show. I have to watch it. Oh yeah. Mm. It's gonna suck ass. I gotta be there. We should. <laughs> this is one of those ones where we should do Agents of Shield. <laughs> you weren't around for that jd but we no. used to we the first season of of agents of shield we we like would watch the episode and then do a podcast immediately after it good a live sucked a live stream mm. Mm. i hated that first season of agents of shield so much so that i never watched it again i heard it got a lot better yeah and that's and and we firmly defended it mm-hmm. <laughs> it did the, get better though the first you firmly defended the first season 
oh, the yeah. second season. Yeah, I didn't like the first season. I thought the first I, season was okay, but it did I get better. Grant Ward is the worst television villain God ever created. He, yes. He was he was milk toast. Yes. And I'm like, Agent Ward supposed to be scared of him. And, just like, and then they and they kept and they kept bringing him back, which was the worst part. Um, yeah, because he sucked. Hey, it was it was no Gotham. Gotham oh, just enough. like Gotham's you know, worse. Went downhill, conti- you know, continually downhill. Gotham started downhill and kept going. <laughs> it started at the bottom speed. of the hill. So yeah, it, so at least it was consistent. Hmm. Yeah, but you know what's going to pr- hopefully be good? What? Wandavision. That will be good. I think. Shows going to be terrible. Hmm? No, I'm kidding. I can't wait for it. Um, So I thought this was interesting. Uh, It recently came out that part of WandaVision was actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. That is so genius. That is awesome. Because they wouldn't be able to get the laugh track right otherwise. Right, right. Well, they could, but it would be be different. You know, like... Because those shows that had the dead laugh track, you know, it was like weird laughing. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, now you'll get some appropriate laughing, which could actually work better so i'm excited i like this idea yeah no it's different i mean and it, you don't expect that in a superhero tv show so well but that's in part part of the realities are followings um right. 50s 60s and 70s um sitcoms right right but i mean this goes back to something 70s and 80s i'd say that. But this yeah. goes this goes back to something we've said about the mcu from the beginning um which maybe they got away from a little bit, but it, hopefully this is bringing it back, is all of their movies and now shows have their own kind of like feel and theme to them. Mm. They don't follow the superhero formula, you know? And yet they work so well. So, yeah, I was, that's why I'm like really excited about this. It's like something very different. Like, I can't wait. Oh, but alas, I didn't include it, but apparently they're saying now, not till next year. Well, yeah. tired of waiting. I mean, We're I know it's November already. I know it's November already, but come on. Give me my WandaVision. <laughs> I can't wait for this one. Like, this is going to be a unique television experience. Yes. yes. Kind of like The Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. uh, speaking of unique experience. No, that doesn't work. Uh, no. Speaking of the MCU, uh, Tom Holland has confirmed they actually have begun filming on Spider-Man 3. He, uh, um put a post out on social media of uh, him in the costume. Uh, it's the f- red and black one from the last film. Mm. And, uh, and Tom yeah. Holland can do no wrong. And and it's funny because in the picture, he's in the Spider-Man costume with a mask on a, a, you know, a, a, a face mask, like a COVID, you know, that's such an awesome Marvel esque thing to have Spider-Man and then wearing the face mask over it. Yes. Like it's that's right out of like something the seventies. Speaking of seventies and eighties stuff that Marvel would have done. Fan of that, big fan. So obviously, uh everything with everything going on and the craziness and whatnot, uh they're still moving ahead with this. Um what do we I'm, think? I'm like, sure like the the amount of money they have and the amount of money they've invested that they are taking very good care of the actors and, and crew and, and taking all the steps. Well, it's, right. not, it's not, it's, I mean, yeah, no, I, I believe that, you know, heck they were able to film season two of the Mandalorian without any major issues. And, uh, though I think that was like a closed set the whole time. And then, uh, apparently they're starting production on, uh, season three. 
Well, as w- when half of your cast are sand people who are already wearing masks, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's kind of easy, right? <laughs> my, uh-huh. my, I mentioned before my cousin who co-hosts the Story Builder podcast with me. Um, he's work. He works in the film industry, and the sets he's been on, in in light of the new adjustments, they're doing tests three times a week. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Like, so they're doing them doing Batman. That's how we knew Robert Pattinson had it. So I mean, they're gonna do they're gonna do everything they can to keep the ship moving. But I'm just saying, they're starting filming now. When do you think they're gonna want to release this? It's all they could release it next summer if they're filming now. Uh, yeah, but they can't because well, there's a there's a they there's could a, there's a joke that I've heard a couple people talk about um, going around, and then like the more and more, it's like you know. So let's like best case scenario, the Pfizer vaccine gets released and then uh it'll take until the end of 2021 to get enough people vaccinated that it makes a difference because of the logistical problems of of putting out a vaccine uh, okay hold on please stop oh yeah i'm sorry i'm just answering i was trying to say something and you like stepped all over me again i'm I'm adding context well yes but i don't what you didn't let me finish what i was saying let's just say best case scenario that the the the, comes out and by the beginning of next summer, you know, uh, things start opening back up, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have, are they going to release everything at once? Or are they going to push everything back? I was gonna, that's what I was going to say before you started this. It's like, yeah, 2021 or 2022 is going to be like, you're going to have to like go to the movie theater all Saturday and Sunday to catch right. up. Right, like, are you going to be going every week to see a new movie? And is that going to work? Yeah, but well, it, 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 Sony doesn't care. Like if they have this, they have they think they have a trump card, so they're gonna play it. Like they don't care what's been pushed back. They oh. care about what their bottom line is. And I don't know what they've been holding back, but I don't think Sony had a major tentpole schedule to be released this year, let alone one that could be on the same you know same footing of Spider Man. So they're well, yeah, and our movie deal with it. And considering the box office history of the Marvel movies and Spider-Man in particular, like it doesn't matter what tentpole movie any other right. studio has, Spider-Man will just you know step on all over that. Well, I mean, we've got we've got Wonder Woman eighty four. They don't care, man. Black yeah, Widow. They, well, no, no, just saying. Wonder Woman eighty four, Black Widow two. There was something else that was. They wouldn't do Black Widow two and Spider Man at the same time because they're not Black Widow two. Black they're Widow. not going to cannibalize their own revenue stream. It's not so. Um, Marvel doesn't have a choice in that. Sony owns Spider Man. Hold on. So um, here are the movies that were supposed to come out this year and didn't: Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Ghostbusters. Oh right, shoot. Uh, and, and I'm trying to think. There's like a, there was like two, one or two more like tentpole movies. You know. Plus, now we got Doctor Strange 2 mm-hmm. supposed to come out next year. Um, the next Spider-Man movie, like, it's going to be crazy. Have they all... made, but have they made this, the Doctor Strange movie? That was announced. I don't think they started shooting that yet. Oh, I thought I heard that they were working on it already. I think, that, uh, I think the fact that he's going to be in this new Spider-Man movie tells us more about where he goes uh, to that. That is true. Like, probably not working on Oh, Love and Thunder. Good night, buddy. Right? When's Love and Thunder supposed to come out? Uh, oh, wasn't there Shang Chi too? Yeah, the guys have ten rings, but they got to make them. Like I said, like the Spider-Man thing's way ahead of it. The fact that they're already in production, like Marvel said that they're going to do all their their shows first, and they pushed all their shows. 
Yeah, that's true. Shang-Chi is already um, in production in Australia. Oh, that's right. But there was one that was in the can. I could have swore. Doctor Strange 2 will be filming by the end of the year. Okay. Spider-Man's going to come out before all of those, probably. But they're they're looking at Doctor Strange released on March, according to this, March 25th, 2022. Okay. Okay, Love and Thunder is 2022 as well. Yeah. So they're going to go Spider-Man before they'll do the shows. And then Spider-Man to launch Phase Four. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think there's going to be a rush to try to get a bunch of these out as quickly as possible once things are somewhat back to normal. No, see if I'm them, I feel because based on what John was saying earlier, 2022s are are pretty good bet, are pretty safe bet right now because you can still focus on your TV production because asses are going to be in chairs for hmm. at least a year. Yeah, you, know, and you have all these TV shows that you can just roll out. And if you're not planning, I mean, like, again, Marvel, Disney ahead of the curve, whether they chose to be or not, you know, if they're not planning on releasing anything until 2022, then they've got they've got wiggle room. OK, know? yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Tons and and just room, remember, just remember, by 2021, AMC is still is like warning that they will be bankrupt. Um, they They possibly will go like bankrupt. By, I think they're going to end up doing what uh, Regal did and just shut down until they know they're going to have movies to show. Yeah, I agree. Just because you're bankrupt doesn't mean you're going to close down. Right. Like, Depends on chapter be- 11 or chapter 13. Yeah. It's like they'll reorganization or like fire sale. No, there'll be reorganization. Yeah. Because there will be movies come out. They're just going to want to get the government protection. Yes. That's, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bankruptcy doesn't mean that you failed. It just means you don't want to pay your bills. Well, like Bank- I said, clearly... Yeah. I just leave it at that. Clearly, that's what that means. Yeah. So, all right. And then the 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 movie that um, we all wanted was announced. Uh, apparently, Bloodshot did so well that they are working on a Bloodshot too. Oh my god! I mean, uh, it it was it it was a popcorn movie. It wasn't bad. Popcorn fart. Yeah, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad, bad. Yeah, I just, I, it's one of those things where it was like, how would it have done if it went in the theater, you know? And then like, and we talked about this when we reviewed the movie, um, even though JD fell asleep, is uh, true story, like, true story. how hmm. do you, how do you judge how it did, right? Because it didn't come out in the theater. It was all red box or whatever. True. And it's not going to make what it would have made in the theater. Do they have some kind of formula to go, oh, well, let's multiply that by 10. Oh, this is what it would have made. So let's make a sequel or, you know, I don't know. These, kind of, do these you... studios are not in the, the business of losing money. So maybe it actually did pretty good on streaming and rentals because you don't make sequels to things that, that do terrible. No, you don't. That's so, what I'm saying. It, it had to have had an audience. Yeah, it must have done all right, which is strange. I think Valiant's got better properties they should tap into. But you know, nobody's nobody's hired me and asked my opinion. Yeah, but too many people are going to say X Men of War is a copy of uh, Iron Man. Well, yeah, because it kind of is. It's it's Iron Man meets Conan. But I mean, right. controversial statement of the year. X Men of War is kind of the book is better, but whatever. Um, you've still got Archer and Armstrong, which is a super hilarious title. Could be great. You've got Shadow Man, which is really cool. Like, there's a lot of stuff in Valiant that's that's good. Eternal Warrior is cool. Like again, Bloodshot is just. It's a non. It's a it's a character with with intentionally not much personality. I just find it strange that that's what that that's what they let off with. Because <laughs> they kind of make him their flagship character. That's why. Yeah, and I don't know why. Because he never really has been in the comics, even when Shooter was running Valiant. I don't know. I 
I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't run the company. Venture capitalist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they, they, you know, well, that's why they, they, it was it was written for Vin Diesel. As you said, not much personality. Um, so you know, you say that, and yet the man won America's hearts as Groot by saying one sentence with a thousand different effect, inflections. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. That's all editing. <laughs> gotta have the tones. Like you gotta be like, you know. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta. There's some acting in that. Not a lot of acting, but some acting. Yes. Why didn't he win our hearts as uh, as Pitch Black? Riddick. Riddick. Yeah. That's Riddick's the not bad. Riddick's not bad. Yeah. Pitch Black's a cool movie. The Chronicles of Riddick is bad, and I forget the third one's called because I never saw it. But Pitch mm. Black's actually a pretty cool little, like alien style, you know, horror action thing. And it had Claudia Black in it, who was riding high from Farscape yeah, at the time. Was, it, yeah, I'll go well, more for Pitch Black. All I know is I think Markellis from So Wizard is going to be so happy that they're doing a Bloodshot 2. Because for the longest time, the last review on the So Wizard podcast website was the Bloodshot movie. Because it was like the last new movie that came out that he really saw was. that he could review. It kind of it ruined everything. <laughs> yep. So now he'll be able to go see Bloodshot 2 and review that to pair it with the first one. (laughs) (sighs) All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Beware my power. Oh, you blew it. What? Yep. Blew you it. blew it. Done. Oh, you blew it. It's like, <clears throat> in brightest day, in blackest night, <laughs> no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship you oh. might. Who chills? Beware my power. Green Lantern's lights. See, I missed, I, I, I missed that line. That's right. Freaking Marvel guy. <laughs> so... We are going to discuss 19, or sorry, 2004's Green Lantern Rebirth, um, written by Jeff Johns, penciled by a crazy guy. I mean, Ethan Van Skyver. Um, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. You can and, see you can see the the one that I've got. And um, I uh, want to start off this conversation with an apology to my good friend John. This is the first. Continue. Because for, for what? It's been eight years. I mean, you've got a lot. Oh, so so we made you read a couple of Spider-Man stories that were in continuity and you were confused because you weren't a Marvel guy. This is, mm-hmm. yes. I was so confused when I started reading this because I had no idea about half of the stuff that was going on. Because it's st- I think this stems from Armageddon, right? No, no, it's way after that. This is uh, this is the prelude leading up to uh, infant. This is like what gets the ball rolling toward Infinite Crisis. Yes, R- right. But but I mean, uh, um, oh, Hal Jordan. Uh, uh, Hal Jordan. Okay, so Hal Jordan. Let, okay, let's do this. Hal, I believe the story was Armageddon. Uh, no, Armageddon was Hawk from Hawk and Dove. That was he's the villain of that. Um, Hal Jordan is the villain of the fight of uh, 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 oh god uh, um, the hyper time one yeah see like that damn it yeah I know like oh boy you know they, who, what was the, the, the person on, twi- on was it Twitter that was telling us how, how knowledgeable we are 
Um, what was it? It's uh... Emerald Twilight. No, Emerald. Okay, so Emerald it wasn't Twilight. Emerald Twilight. Emerald Twilight is a story where how well, that comes after the Superman, the death of Superman books, after Mongol has ravaged Coast City. Mongol has ravaged Coast City. Green Lantern moves on for about four or five issues as being normal. And then it really bothers him like six months later. And then he loses his mind and kills all the Green Lanterns and collects their rings. That's Emerald Twilight. Okay. But that's, so, that's stuff you need to know to go into this book. <laughs> yes. That's the whole thing. Like, you don't know any of this stuff. Um, and all right. So, 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 like we normally do uh, before we get into it too much, we'll go around and talk about our first impressions. Um, and that essentially is my first impression. I was confused. Um, I mean, I knew that was essentially reestablished. I knew that the premise was reestablishing Hal Jordan as the Green Lantern. Um, and Kyle Rayner was the Green Lantern. But, like, he's talking about they're all dead. He's the last Green Lantern. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I had knew none of that background, you know? Zero um, hour. Thank you. And then the whole parallax stuff. And I kind of went, oh, this is what they were trying to do with that movie. So, yeah, they really dropped the ball on that. Yeah, that that movie that's not even worth talking about. Probably. But um, overall, I mean, it's a good story. Um, I think it's a little drawn out, um, but it, it was a, it felt like a long way to get from all the Green Lanterns are dead to kind of reestablishing the Green Lantern to bringing Hal Jordan back. So, but I mean, it it, it was okay. That's all I can say. Mm. So, John, have you read it before and? If not, what was your first impression? I think I think what happened was I caught an uh, an issue of this at one point, but I never read the whole thing. So again, um, you know this uh, this little podcast has gotten me to read something that is actually pretty cool. What I really like is the edition that I have, and I bought the deluxe edition. In the back has all of Jeff John's notes, and there's the. Um, was it the the proposal by Jeff Johns? And he goes over, this is how you know that Jeff Johns is a, a penultimate fan, right? He's got in his proposal, it, te- it gives the reason for literally everything. How Hal Jordan's body was still around. Who is Hal Jordan? How will Hal Jordan return to the land of the living? How will Hal Jordan be absolved in the eyes of the heroes? He goes in his proposal for this, for this comic, before he even wrote it, he had everything mapped out already, had a reason for everything, pulled in like the, you know, like Jeff Johns is wont to do, pulls in trivia that most hardcore comic fans, you know, don't remember, um, you know, little minutia from, from, from uh, issues past and, uh, and makes it, makes it interesting, specifically like um, giving the reason why Hal Jordan's hair turned white. On the yeah, the sideburns or whatever, and and why and and why and and the difference between how each um, one of them wields the power of the ring, you know, the differences in how, how they do it. It's like just man, I love his writing. So yeah, uh, this is the first time I read it, and I am pleasantly surprised. And I uh, got to see how Jordan uh, slug Batman, which was nice. Um, yeah, I, I was going to get to that that in a minute. Um, hmm. So. JD, you suggested it, so you had read it when it initially came out, or what? Yeah, I, I read it um, about a year after it came out. Okay, that's kind of when I was getting back into comics. Yeah, I really, I, I really like this uh, book a lot. I'm a DC continuity nerd. 
Um, I stopped reading DC comics around the time of Emerald Twilight because I did like Hal Jordan and I didn't like the fact that that they 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 you know to use wrestling vernacular that he turned heel. Not only did he turn heel, but in Zero Hour he becomes the the biggest bad guy in the DC universe. And there's friends that'll have that argue that that's actually like character growth and development, but comic books can't have true character growth and development because you ruin the property, which is kind of what they did with the, with, with Green Lantern. I mean, what they did, the Kyle Rayner stuff wound up being pretty cool. I'm glad I went back and read a lot of it, but this, this story does, it reestablishes something that, that DC had been missing for a long time. And that is what made the Green Lantern core cool. Cause I like Kyle Rayner a lot, but he, he's very Spider-Man. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, the Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps is unique. It's different. You know, there's there's been knockoffs of it. And, you know, your Nova Corps, but mm. you know, the Green Lantern. It's it's a good story. There's a lot of like um, rewriting of history, but that's kind of just what happens in comics. And I think it does it in a pretty elegant way. And what I like about this story a lot is this really kind of sets in motion the Jeff Johns era at DC Comics when DC was financially doing its best and you know, was really doing good work. Like this set the stage for Sinestro core war for, you know, uh, infinite crisis for what would later become final crisis, you know, all the way up to blackest night. I mean, this is, this is the birth spot of, of what made green lantern temporarily usurp wonder woman as the third member of the Trinity. So it works for me. I enjoy it. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So I, okay. So I'm trying to think what are, I want to talk about some of the things Let's talk about some of the things we liked in the in the book. I I think one of the things I really enjoyed, and you just touched on it, um, JD and John, you both touched on this, is expressing the differences in their personalities of the different Green Lanterns. And this might be the one of the only Guy Gardner stories I've read where I kind of liked Guy Gardner. Like you can't really like Guy Gardner as a dick, but I mean he's like. But you understand why he's yeah, yeah. a dick. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's like that jock in high school that he's a real dick, but there's something kind of endearing about him. But you still recognize that he's kind of a dick. Right. Mm-hmm. But and, and I think Jeff Johns does a good job of explaining why he's that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. you don't just brush over. You didn't just make him a dick. It was like he's not he doesn't like authority and blah, blah, blah. And he feels like he's being pushed around. Um, and it's like, oh, OK, like, it makes sense. Like, it works like. I never thought about the character that way before. So, I mean, like John said, you, you you can see Jeff John's love of the different characters and understanding what makes them unique and different. Um, you know, uh, what makes people fans of them? I mean, mm-hmm. yes. And I loved, again, the interaction between the members because, you know, Green Lanterns are space. The core is basically space cops. Right. And yeah. you f- and, and when you're reading the conversations between uh um John Stewart and uh Guy Gardner or Hal Jordan or whatever, you feel like they're old cops that have been on a beat together or or, or they they've seen action. So like you get like it's I just felt like the dialogue was written really well in, in the in those parts. Mm. So Yeah, I agree. I think he I think he's got a good handle on these characters. Like he he revamped the John Stewart character and made him a Marine. That was all Actually, that was, I believe that came from the cartoon. And then Jeff Johns kind of incorporated that into the comic because yep. it worked and it made sense for John. It gave John Stewart a bit of a, a bit of an edge and, and helped define his personality. What I really like about, about this story is it really would be easy to do. I'm not blaming Ron Marsh for this. this is, these are the marching orders. You know, they threw out Hal Jordan, you know, and the second they made him the biggest villain, 
Then they started trying to unmake it. They did the final night where he reignites the sun and dies. Then they did, you know, the story where he turns into the specter. So, you know, there really was this kind of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done this all along. Jeff Johns could have easily killed Kyle Rayner like um, like Dan DiDio wanted to have done with both Dick Grayson and, and Wally Wust for years. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He keeps he keeps Kyle around and doesn't just shunt him off to the side, but makes him an integral member of the core. And, you know, he still stays and he still stays in in these books like he becomes the lead character in both his own Ion book. And then later he becomes the lead character in the Green Lantern Core book. So it's not like he got shuffled off to the side. You know, he's still he's still an important, vital member of the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only one that was able to resist Parallax for a long period of time because he already knew fear and right. was able to face it, you know, not, uh, uh, right. which was a, a basically a mirror image, uh, uh, an opposite image of, of, of Hal Jordan, who didn't feel fear, period. Right, who ignored it. They yeah. kind of write that in that Hal didn't, it's not that Hal didn't know fear, it's that he just basically ignored it <laughs> and let it kind of... That's- fester in him which is not good and it's, it becomes mm-hmm. like people critique Hal like Hal doesn't have a personality and Hal does have a personality he's a little dry you know he's a little daredevil-ish but I mean like he I mean, we all know someone who's kind of you know like I said the man without fear well it turns out you just kind of you ignore the stuff that really bothers you and pretend that it's okay and that you go do a bunch of other shit so you don't have to think about the stuff that bothers you we all know people like that it's more fun to read about people that you know emote all the time though but that's just not right. Hal Jordan's character. Mm. Um, and Kilowog's great. Kilowog's always great. Oh, that's another one. A moment that I really liked, and it made me think. And I'll get. I'll, I'll tell you what it made me think in a second. Um, when Green Arrow puts the ring on. That's a cool story. Yeah, that's a cool part of the book. Uh, when they're fighting Sinstra, and it made me go, "Wait a minute!" In all the years that that the ring goes to find the person, the bravest person to take up the green lantern. Why did it not go and find another existing hero? Well, that's, they've asked that about what Superman's so great. Why couldn't he be a green lantern? Right, 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 right. But it looks, it doesn't, it's like, um, there's this line in the movie miracle. The one about the U S hockey team. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for the best players. You're looking for the right players. Like the the ring is choosing the the people that will do it the best. Superman didn't need the ring. And even Ollie, and this was, they say in that in the book, Ollie goes, "How do you feel?" It's like I'm exhausted. Oh but yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, it takes I, everything Ollie has to operate. And and I kind of got you know like like I got that you know like that made sense. But yet, like, what about Batman? Batman has no imagination. Yeah. Oh, and his soul is dark. I mean, yeah. come on, he's not. No. Batman could not be a Green Lantern. He's far too driven by rage. He could be a hell of a Red Lantern, possibly. But yeah, he's not. He is not right. And Deftowns gets into this kind of stuff later on, like when everybody basically can operate a ring, it really reflects on what is your personality type. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I know not that type. Right. And and of course this also this is the story where they kind of start establishing the color spectrum for the rings. Mm-hmm. Um how about you, John? What's something that, that you really liked about this story? I'm I'm looking I'm looking through this. You mentioned the part where uh Ollie picked up the ring and used it. There was one thing he said about how, you know, is is it always this hard to yeah, use? Yeah, yeah it helps yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah every like, time. And the pain, like pain, it actually causes pain for them to use it. And he and and uh he says, Yeah, that's that every every single time. So yeah, I mean it's just little details like that 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 make it fun to read, you know, anything of John uh, of Jeff John's work. What I really like um, about 
about that part. And I hate to step on you, John, but just real quick. Like, no, no, no. Go ahead. Like, not only is that referencing the old hard traveling heroes stories from Denny from Denny O'Neill and Neil yes. Adams, but it also references the fact that Hal Jordan brought Ollie back to life because Oliver Queen was shuttered off for about a good five years. Like, he died oh, in the late geez. in the mid nineties. That's right. Connor Hawk was green was the Green Arrow. Yes, it was Hal Jordan as the Spectre who brings Ollie back to life mm. under Kevin Smith. Ah. Uh. I completely forgot about that. So that's that's a little, that's a, this this story. It's impossible to. And it's one of the flaws with it. Is it is impossible because I've done it before. I've given it to people and they're like, I don't get this. It's like, oh yeah, because you don't like you got to really love the DC chronology and like the 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 bumps in the road and all the warts that make DC what it is. Hmm. To really, I think to really appreciate I, this story. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was going to say too. But we'll get, when we get into things that like, yeah, about the book is that. I I feel like there were a lot of nods like that in the story that if you're not a DC uh, chronology fan, you're not going to get them, you know? Yeah. So. Mm. But we stepped on you, John. What was something else you were going to say that you liked about that? Uh I really, I, I like, like one of the hardest things to write is uh, conflict between heroes because, you know, technically they're supposed to have the same end goals and you'd think they'd have common interests and all that. So, you know, Batman and uh, Hal Jordan hate each other's guts. And they gave, I mean, Jeff Johns gave a really good reason. And it's that, you know, uh, Hal doesn't feel fear. And that's Batman's whole shtick. So, you know, it's like in front of Hal Jordan, Batman is just a man. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, no, uh, yes, yes. And I, and I, and that makes sense. Um but like when I read that, it made me question it too because um, I, I and I know it's the whole fear versus will, blah blah blah. Because I also kind of also question why is will the opposite of fear? Um, but it was to me, it's always been like bravery isn't the absence of fear; it's acting in the face of fear. Yeah, you right. know, using willpower, like willing yourself. Yeah, right, through. right. You so it's anyway. just, they address, I think they address that in this story, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they they hinted at. It. I forget where, um, but they, there were. Yeah, it was something like hope. They said something about hope and fear, like. But right, but, but the, problem, was, the problem is, but 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 you know, l- later on when they introduced the Blue Lanterns, you know, the Blue Lanterns are the Lanterns of Hope, and when you get one of those next to a Green Lantern, the Green Lantern becomes super strong because you're powering your will with hope against right. fear. Right, There's a lot of that stuff. Right, but I mean, I kind of read that as like, well, is he not afraid of him, or he's just he, he's just ignoring? No, yeah, it. he's just not afraid of him. Like the whole thing about Batman is, I, I'm scary, and Jordan's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I guess. And, and it pisses Batman off because Batman is used to everybody, like even Superman, is scared of him because you never know he because you know that he's got a plan for everything, and Jordan doesn't care if you have a plan yeah, or if George, you're stronger or whatever he's going to power through it right he doesn't have a plan that's his whole thing right yeah he's, like, he's i will figure it out as i'm going along yeah right. yeah that's right and they mentioned that in there too right uh-huh that's oh yeah character trait of, of hal jordan is that he doesn't have a freaking clue what he's doing he's yeah just, he, he, he's just that that fly boy you know and it's, it really i think that uh we read um darwin cook's new frontier earlier in the year I think that evokes that spirit a little bit better than this one does, but the the idea is still there. I think. 
Yeah, oh he, yeah. He looks no. at a really bad Armageddon situation and goes, Geronimo. <laughs> right. Exactly. Jumps right in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh God. A new frontier. It's like he's in the, yep. in the ship and he just kind of like, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I might die. Don't, I might really die. Care. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something, there's something to that too. You know, like it's a lot of that soldier mentality. I mean, like it's, it, that's kind of what I like about Green Lantern is that it's, it does feel different than a lot of other comic book heroes. You know, it's not, it's not the Spider-Man of like, you know, I'm motivated by the death, by my mistakes or Batman. I'm motivated by vengeance or Superman. I'm motivated because I, I have to do this. Like it's my responsibility with Green Lantern. It's like, it's a job. Like it's a call. You're called to do Right. Like, it's almost like a religious thing of like, you know, this higher life form calls upon you to do something you might not want to do, but it's really out of your hands and you need to make it work. All right. So now we need to ask what's uh, something, what's anything that you didn't like in this story? Me and, first or, or John? Uh, JD, you go first since you're yeah. the, the, the fanboy here. Go for it's, it. It's impossible to read this without having some type of knowledge of okay. comics. It's very inaccessible. It's very, a lot of Jeff Johns's work is very inaccessible to new readers. It is like the, the penultimate, as John said, version of like the, your Wednesday warrior fan. That's who he appeals to. That's his audience. Um, he's not like a Grant Morrison that has this, this grand vision and imagination. You know, he's more of a kind of a meat and potatoes playing in continuity. Uh, he's real good at, at that type of stuff. And like I said, if you don't know what the final night was, if you don't know what Emerald Twilight was, if you can't tell me who the specter is and what he does, you know, it's you, this might not be for you. Well, and that's another thing, like, because I knew that Hal Jordan became the specter at some point. So that part, I you know, like I understood what was going on there, but again, yeah, if you don't know that, that you you're totally lost. Yeah, because like he starts off the story, and you're like, what? Like if you just if you know, it, like looking back on this 15 years in the past, like in the future, you're like, why is Hal Jordan dressed in that? Why is he like pure white with a big green cloak? What is the specter? Yeah, and then you gotta go. That. Yeah, it's okay. Well, that's God's. That's the extension of God's vengeance. The specter is what God uses to punish the wicked. Right in TC continuity, uh, the Spectre costs Adam and And you've also got the original, um, the original Green Lantern in this too, and his daughter. And I'd forgotten that he had had a daughter. And and again, like the original Green Lantern. Um, oh, why can't I remember his name? Scott. Scott. Alan Scott. Alan Scott. Right. So, um, yeah, his his ring. He he's not even really part of the Green Lantern because his ring is magic, not right, not part of the um central battery but um yeah it's just I, I i don't know um one of the things one of the things that gets me about this is okay so the green lanterns are going after parallax great the entire rest of the justice league is sitting there just watching yes that was going to be my point is that i feel like some of the characters are there just to be there like they're just thrown in and it was just like really like why 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 are we doing this then yeah so I mean that it's it's nitpicky, uh, you know. I mean the 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 um, it kind of hints at or alludes to the fact that you know Jordan basically told them stand down. This is a this is a uh, this is a, a core problem, and and the core will handle it. Um, but that's still like you know knowing some of the personalities of the other heroes. None of them would have just stood by. 
Exactly. Or most of them wouldn't have just stood by. They would have yeah, like. They're better off not of being written. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I kind of feel like they were at it to make the story feel bigger. But you already have the Green Lantern Corps. I think it would have been if it was a smaller story, it would have worked better. You know, mm. you could still have the big world spanning stuff. You just didn't have to tap into. You just didn't have to use the Justice League. Right. And they didn't have to be throughout the whole thing. Like you could have checked in with them here and there, but. And, uh, for, and throughout the whole thing, they were just like, hey, we're here. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. You know, you had like, there's a couple of parts where they're like, um, like when the Coast City reappears and they're, they're, they're going through Coast City and they find there's only one building standing, you know, and it, and they're all like, why is that address from South America? Blah, blah, blah. And it's Batman. It goes, it's Jordan's address, you know, and it, and like, it just felt like, they did that a couple of times where it's just like, look, see, he is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. come on. Like, like, what? why are we doing this? Like, this is can, silly. Can I go on record saying I hate Jeff Johns as Batman? Yes, you can, because I didn't like it either. It does it, seem kind of stupid, doesn't he? No, it's just stupid, but he kind of, <clears throat> that's his Batman's really growly. And, you know, it's like, yeah, like I said, it goes out of his way to be the world's greatest detective thing. And it just, I don't know, it never feels like Batman to me. So I'm not a fan. Yes. Yeah. And again, when you, when he kind of feel like he was just thrown in just to be there and they just have him like finishing sentences to make him look smart. It was just like, eh, it doesn't work for me. So. And he was also there to be punched. <laughs> well, he is because yes. Batman has that famous scene where he punched Guy Gardner. I was going to say, and then I, I forgot to mention that in the parts that I liked, I liked that they reversed the, the punch. And um, Guy Gardner was there, was there to go, hey, nice job. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He knew what that felt like. Yeah. It's like, I knew I liked you, Hal. <laughs> but again, it's that's there because Jeff Johns loves continuity. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, so. Um, and then I, I'm also going to like, uh, and I don't want to rag on the art because the art's not bad. But right, go, go for this. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. There's something that they, that it happens in this book that, and it happens in a lot of comics. Don't get me wrong. But every time there's an explosion, there's like a kaboom or crack or whatever, you know, the uh, what's the, what's the term? Um, come on. You're the writer. Onomatopoeia. That onomatopoeia. And it's like and they've kind of gotten away from that in modern comics, you know, I, and it, it just felt like there were so many explosions and they kept doing it. And it was just like it, if it got old to me, <laughs> I that's, just had to point at that. That's I love. I love my Bronze Age comics, Jeff Johns. <laughs> and that's not and that's not an artist call that's not a letterer's call that is in jeff johns's script okay okay because like, you have when you're writing when you're scripting a comic you script the the sound effects okay i, I do them in my novels so i mean like i, I can't say i'm <laughs> i'm not guilty of it myself but yeah that's that's jeff johns okay all right yeah no that got like because there was also so many explosions at one point like every other page had an explosion and i was just like enough enough it's just just enough already <laughs> you started talking about the art you know like this is probably ethan van skyver's most well-known work and you know he's kind of personated on ground in comics and it's funny because he couldn't hit the monthly schedule when the the monthly lantern book started and he was quickly replaced by ivan rice who mm-hmm. It's just a lot better than him. Like I went back and looked at this and remembered kind of what was done with uh, Sinestro Corps and uh, and and, and uh, Final Night or uh, Blackest Night and all that stuff that was drawn by Ivan Rice. And I'm like, wow, he's a lot better. <laughs> it just so I will say this: um, it, it kind of felt like 
like it's one of those things where it was competent but like like all the male bodies were the same kind of thing yeah you all like all the especially the lanterns you know if it wasn't for the different hair colors and masks you wouldn't be able to tell them apart you know and and gardner's bowl cut you know it's just like like eh, it works but it's not the best so no, i agree i think that uh I think he's a flawed artist. I think that's a big, uh, I think his male characters all look the same. I agree with that hundred percent. Well, yeah. and he parted ways with DC in 2018 too, because of. Because he's Ethan Van Skyver. So hmm? he's Ethan Van Skyver. We just leave it at that. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But like I said, I do think, I do think they did the right thing getting guys like Carlos Pacheco who, who immediately followed him up. And then later Ivan Rice on to, you know, keep the, keep the ship going and, you know, just did better jobs to be quite frank. Well, don't be Frank BJD, but yeah. Oh, well, I, love <laughs> I just flew in. My boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, but again, I, as I kind of said at the beginning, this is a story like they introduce the color spectrums of the rings uh, and they do the whole parallax thing and explaining that. Um, but it's to establish, to bring Hal Jordan back basically from the dead mm. um, and reestablish the green lantern core, um, which goes back to JD's point about they're all properties and eventually the properties revert back to their original forms. They do the illusion of change, John Byrne. Yes. Um, so, so I will say that in that sense, it's, it's, it does a good job at telling that story. Um, but if you are not familiar with DC continuity, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle struggle with this book. book. Very much so. Yeah, this is just a, this is a very much a love letter to the broad, not the silver age, but the bronze age specifically. And there's no even like, there's no heavy explanation either of like how we got here when the story starts. You know, there's no, there's no preamble. No, there's no. no preamble. There's no exposition to say, Remember when he became the specter? You know, well, that would have cheapened it because if you go into it as you know, you, you've already failed. Because uh, you know that's like. Remember what Stanley said: you have to treat every store comic like it's somebody's first comic. Well, <sighs> Marvel does not do that and has not done that for fifty years. Yeah, and and that can get very very tedious. And yeah. again, like the the the. the um, the trope of the, you know, starting a scene with somebody going, as you know, uh, is, you know, kind of treating your readers like idiots. And and it never, it, it it's been handled well, maybe like, you know, five times in the history of the world. You know, and it's, that's, it, it's the thing is like, you know, you're not writing for the newsstand anymore. When I was on the newsstand, I got when they would have like the, the Claremont blocks, mm. Colossus, Strong. Uh, um, metal skin powers, you know. I remember like, those. That stuff like was necessary in 1984. In 2005, the only people buying these books are going to comic shops. Like most of them get it, and you know, if they're if they want to know more, they're gonna go to Wikipedia, which is what I did before reading it. That being said, it's still <laughs> not. I did. I, I did. I had to refresh myself because it was like I took a good 10 year break. Yeah, and I didn't read. I didn't read um, the final night until after this. I didn't read Zero Hour till after this. You know, so I did all this ex post facto, but um, that's a flaw. That is a flaw in the book, you know, because you shouldn't have to do a bunch of legwork to understand a single story. I enjoy it, but I'm this, not everybody. This is like trying to watch 
Infinity War and Endgame without have I just like trying to watch Endgame without having seen any other MCU movie. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's my warning to our listeners. I highly recommend the story, especially if you're a Green Lantern fan, but you might have to do a little pre-reading before you get jump into the story. Yeah, no argument. That's it's, it's the flaw, but I think it's the I do think I will go I will go and say this. I think that's the best thing that Jeff Johns ever Really? I really think that. I really do. I think just the way he distills the characters down, like he makes what he did with this is where he failed in the flash is he makes a character that a lot of people didn't like. And that's Hal Jordan. He made him cool. Like he made him at least relevant. Well, he gave, he gave Hal Jordan something to fight against. Right. He did. And he, he said he, but he, he brings the character back. You know, I don't think he's done a good a job with that as with Barry Allen. Like, I don't think any of the Barry Allen comics are as good as what was done with Wally West a decade and a half ago. I'll maintain that. But um, the TV show was picked up slack. So, you know, mm. no longer in relation, I guess. But as far as this goes, like, I think that I think that there's something about this character that, that meshes well with Jeff Johns sensibilities and like his, his imagination, his, his whole because not only does Jeff Johns like start touching on this stuff, like he starts cracking. Alan Moore wrote two Green Lantern stories and those two Green Lantern stories become the foundation for everything that Jeff Johns writes. And they're short stories, like the Mogo story and Tigers, the story where you first learned about Abin Sur and the Blackest Night. Like those are obscure stories from the 80s. And they're like literally the foundation of what Jeff Johns is. So I mean, like this is just this just represents the best of what Jeff Johns is and his unbridled love for this universe. Okay. Cool. I'll 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 give you that. Um no, I mean it's it's good. I'm not I'm not gonna say that. I don't know if it's his best, but it might be. What would you say? You know what? I'll say comic work, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking of uh, Star Girl. Is he actually writing for that, or is he just producing that? Like, no, I don't he know he, he, he wrote it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't know what I like better, because you, you can't compare a TV show and a comic anyway. They're different medium, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I, I, all right, I, fine. I will give you that. It's his best comic work. <laughs> so. Before we wrap up our talk on Green Lantern Rebirth, you guys have a what, like you know have anything you want to add? What do you want to say? No, um, I, I got nothing. I think I think I need to read more Jeff Johns before I can make the same assumption that uh, or the same assertion that JD's making. But, <laughs> but but I mean, it is like one of the best things that I've read. Okay, and. Cool. and and that's coming from me who's OCD and ADD and has a great appreciation for attention to detail with Je- which Jeff Johns satisfies greatly. Okay, then. Um, all right. And I think I will say, uh, I, I will, I do, I do echo that John. Um, and again, after reading this, I kind of understand why the Green Lantern movie failed. Uh, Cause he kind of wrote, that the same way he, he wrote yep. this story you horn everything into a two-hour movie yes right and assuming everyone is as a big of a green lantern fan as he is <laughs> um better luck next time that's all i'm gonna say all right so yes we recommend this and uh and yeah i think we all we're all enjoying it all right now before we wrap up the show this week you guys have any recommendations for our audience jd as a matter of fact, I do. Um, the wife and I had a chance to. Uh oh. <laughs> what did we? Did we literally? Am I gone? Cut? You no, we I lost you for you a now. second. Yeah. Oh, oh, my inner. Oh, we got we got storms coming through. Just little things. <laughs> oh wow, seventeen. 
I'll try to get in. Um, Fun. We we watched uh, Superman for Tomorrow, the animated film, and this is everything that Man of Steel should have been. Do you Did concur, you John? I do. I I bought the Blu-ray and watched it, and it was you know really really good. Um, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool. Cool, John. Did you have any recommendation? I'm going to make a book recommendation if you don't mind. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, um, so, uh, Harry Dresden, the Dresden files by Jim Butcher, uh, Jim Butcher has like basically dedicated his life to a 20 book, uh, series called the Dresden files. And, um, he made, he made it to like book number, I think it was 16 before he had some medical problems and went through a divorce and he's finally, after four or five years, he's finally writing again. He he's put out two new books. He's getting he's getting like I think he's got two more books before he does the promised three book Armageddon, um, three part Armageddon uh, series for for his his whole series. Like he's been writing this series now for twenty five years, and it's probably it, it is uh, by far the best urban fantasy series on the market for the last 25 years. Um, and he's, he's referenced by basically all the other writers that I've, that I know of um, all the other urban fantasy or fantasy writers out there. Uh, so I, that would be the time to go to Amazon, get a copy of Stormfront by Jim Butcher and start reading and enjoy it because it is awesome. Oh, also JD has some books out too. <laughs> I do. One of them in which I die. <laughs> yes. Those just got ordered finally from Amazon. They come to me should be here tomorrow. Oh, I, I, I will ship them out. I'm very can excited. I get a can I get a signed copy? Yeah, of course. That says Rip John O'Grady. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'll be fun. Awesome. Um, no, you're right. Like the entire urban fantasy genre was built on Jim Butcher's back. That's hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Um Yes. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, of course, I'm a big fan of the series as well. Uh, and for those who don't know, there are several graphic novels based on the books uh, mm. out that you can uh, purchase at your local comic book shop. Uh, if they don't have, you can ask them to order them for you. Uh, Stormfront is the first graphic novel as well as the first book in the series. Um, yeah, I forgot those books were coming out. It's been so long, John. Well, he came out with Peace Talks and he came out with the next one after that. Like, I, I couldn't believe it within a couple of months. So, because he, he's had Peace Talks mostly written for the last four years. So, just, you know, so he must have just finished that off and had the other one already planned out and everything because he had four years to do it. Now I know what I want for Christmas. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend that our audience goes to superheroespeak.com where they can find the podcast every week. Comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. Uh, all the links for our social media on the top of the page. That's our Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and whatever's else out there. Hmm. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher and uh, leave us a five star review because it does help with our visibility. And I'm going to recommend, um, I don't know what I'm going to recommend. I haven't been doing much. Uh, go catch up on the Mandalorian. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying. They they <laughs> they, they 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 switched on us uh, in this episode, um, which I was angry at first about, but you know I'll live with. Um, I got to see w- one of my favorite things 
uh, in Star Wars in this episode. So I'll leave it at that because I don't want to ruin it for JD. Thank you. Uh, so on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let your cake caught in the door. Have a good week.